welcome to the Home Building Hub, your essential podcast guide to building your new home. Hosted by industry experts Colin Bischoff and Darren Brennan, this conversational podcast will help better educate you about all things new home building so you can avoid costly mistakes and enjoy your building experience to the fullest, no matter which home builder you choose. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Home Building Hub. Uh, Colin here, your host, uh, with Darren Brennan as always, and thanks for joining us on another episode a pretty important episode this one, Darren. I think we're going to highlight something that people uh, perhaps may not be aware of or not uh, aware of in any detail. So it's pretty common for rubbish to be left on on your block and on site. Uh, we're not just talking rubbish. It's also like overgrown weeds. We're talking about builder's debris, things like that. Um, and we want to explain to you who's responsible for removing it, how does that process work, and just give you a proper understanding pre-site as to what you're responsible for as the landowner versus what the builder is responsible for when they take possession of that site. So I think, uh, yeah, there's definitely some value coming out of this one, Daz. And again, we'll try and keep it a little shorter um, and uh, sharper for everyone. And let's go from there. So uh, how are you going today, mate? All good? Mate, it's, uh, we're recording on a rainy Saturday morning in Ballarat. So, uh, mate, going well. Going well. It's, um, I'm glad to see a bit of rain out there. It's been a good week and a nice warm week. So, um, looks like, uh, someone's well and truly honest now, Cole, uh, and looking forward to wrapping up at the end of the year, which is, mate, we've had a lot of fun doing the, the podcast throughout the year. So, um, you know, I think we've got a couple of episodes to go and, um, we'll, we'll be wrapping it up for the year, mate, but it's been great. Fantastic, and uh, looking forward to ripping into this one, mate. And it's very funny. We, we were chatting uh, how common this happens, how many times it's a headache. You know, um, I've personally been on sites the last three weeks just, you know, going out and trying to, you know, educate the customer and what happens. This, you know, the builder's not responsible. And then, you know, I had an example, actually. You'll, you'll like this one. So uh, the the person living next door to our block moved in uh, and, and in fact, it was built by Metricon, who I work for, um, the house next door. They said, no, no, Metricon put all that soil and stuff there. And I'm like, geez, that's pretty ordinary. I was pretty disappointed. I went out to the site and these people next door put all these paths in around their property with gravel and all the all the stuff is their gravel. Like we don't put gravel in. It's their gravel, but they've just gone, no, nah, no, nah, Metro can put it there. They left it all there when they built the joint. We don't do gravel around the outside of the house like that, so it's not us. And they've just pushed the blame on them. I'm like, how filthy is that? Like they've, they've used all they needed and they just want someone else to pay to get rid of it. So I was a bit annoyed. Um, I took photos and, and there's different ways you can look at it. Like, you know, from a builder's point of view, we, I went and jumped on a thing called near maps and did some aerial views of it. And you could see when the soil arrived and the stuff arrived, it was after we'd handed the house over. So, you know, we could, we could definitely point out the fact that it wasn't us, but it was disappointing that we'd been blamed for that. And, and that often happens too. And, and it's just, you know, can be builders doing it, can be anyone doing it. But anyway, mate, I'll let you rip in. Uh, a couple of things I would say. 
please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it on all, you know, any or all of the platforms. Um, the other one is uh, we have a fee for the podcast, and that is please share the podcast with at least one other person. And I know um, we get an update every week. Colin, last week was it was a great week of downloads. I think we had 117 people download the actual podcast, plus those people that are watching us on YouTube, um, you know, which is a great result. And I know, you know, for us, we're pretty humble with the sort of numbers we've been getting watching. We're a pretty... Uh, small uh podcast but in an in a in a different industry that obviously is not mainstream so to speak where you see this stuff so i think they're pretty good numbers and we really appreciate anyone who's gone to the effort of downloading the podcast and listening to us online mm. and, and thank you to all those people so mate over to you no it's good yeah actually it turns out a lot a lot more watch it uh than listen to it which is um it must be because of our handsome looks i suppose as it might be attracting the uh the clientele, but uh, I, I think um, it's got to be. I think it's um, it's good to see that. So thank you, everyone, for doing that. We we do uh, appreciate it. So I think for this topic here, I mean, we've all got our examples, and I just thought, Darren, this is something we should discuss and make really clear for people so they understand at the start of the process, okay, this is something I'm going to have to account for, maybe budget for, and be prepared for because it does happen and it very likely will happen. Okay, so outside of the building quote, this would be one of the, I guess, more frustrating experiences and potential costs that you've got to factor in, and that being the cost of clearing your site in preparation for construction. Okay, so as Darren sort of covered, you know, we've all got our war stories there and and clients, you know, we've got some clients who've gone, you know, four, five and six times they've had to re-clear their site because build a debris because someone's, you know, dumped an old couch on there and all everything in between. And um, I think it's it's it just sucks to be honest, Darren. But it's something that you, as a landowner, you are responsible. So until the builder takes possession of your site and they put the temp fence up, they've accepted that they've taken taken possession uh, possession. Then what that means is you're responsible for everything up until that point, and the, they will attend your site. They'll do a site assessment and they'll make sure that yep, it's in a position and a condition that we're happy with to take it over. Unfortunately for some, what can happen is you go and clear the site a week before, two weeks before. Some people um, have, I guess, the unfortunate luck that people go and dump rubbish on again and again and again. You're ending up having to clear it two or three times. Um, it's 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 luck of the draw or probably, you know, not luck of the draw on, on that one, Darren, but you are responsible for it. So just keep that in mind. Um, worry, I guess one of the things I wanted to highlight Darren, is that we're talking about the obvious things, build a debris. Some some people can be unfortunate and have like chunks of concrete on there which cost more because they're heavier, et cetera. Obviously, the weeds and the grass, I think people get that, but you've got to trim that right down. One of the things people are not aware of, and we've got four tips at the end of this, is that it's not just as simple as that. If you've got builder's debris, you can't just pick up the main chunks of concrete and leave the little rubble behind. It's not that simple. That all has to be cleared. And, and essentially the term maybe best to use is it needs to be scraped and cleared and taken away because that can contaminate the soil and the builder will just basically say, no, I'm rejecting that. And they have the right to do that. So I think that's where most people fall over, Darren. They're understanding that leaving little bits of rubble around is not acceptable and then they get frustrated with the builder for rejecting it and they have to go back and send send a cleaner or site clearing person back again to do it for a second or a third time that's really annoying. So one of the tips we'll share will be along the lines of that later. 
Um, yeah, over to you, mate. What about you? To, yeah. You mentioned the grass, absolutely got to be cut. One thing with the grass, and, and, and I just had a situation with this recently where um, there was a whole lot of soil dumped on the block, so they got it spread out over the top of the grass, thinking that they've just, well, they've just shifted the problem, but, and that's exactly what they did, was they shifted the problem. And what needed to happen after that was we needed to have that completely removed. And part of the reason is you've got this grass and it could be varying thicknesses and it's certainly not compacted. And then if it's not removed properly, you've got all this decaying, uh, I guess, material that sits in the soil and, and potentially is going to do bad things to your slab because it's going to break down and the slab's going to give way a little bit and it's going to compromise your slab. So you know, just spreading the soil out's not a go. You've got to cut the grass back, try and kill it as best you can. Um, and and like you said, Cole, uh, some builders are going to be more picky than others on that and it's really important that just find out what the expectation is and meet that expectation. Like better off asking questions is, you know, how – how clean is clean, right? And and get the best job you can possibly get. Done. I think um, that's a misconception. Like it's well, my definition of clear is different to what the builders is. But probably, guys, to understand one thing is the pickier your builder is, the better off you are. They're doing it for your benefit. They're doing it so, as you said, Darren, the slab can be put where it needs to be put without anything sitting there underneath it, okay, contaminating is generally the term they use. So it is for your benefit, even though it's frustrating sometimes. Please understand that, yeah. Yep. So I guess after they accept the site um, and and they've now, and I guess that's authority to commence construction, right, ACC, um, that a lot of bills refer to, then they have accepted that. They've basically said, we're ready to go. You've cleaned the block. We're right. They'll go and install the temporary fencing, which sort of is the first barrier to stopping, um, you know, people to start dumping on there. Whatever happens after that point, it's on the builder now, right? They've taken uh, possession of the land and it's now their problem. So if someone still dumps rubbish, the poor old builder's picking up that now. You know, and anyone who's out there dumping rubbish, stop being a goose and stop doing it. Just go to the bloody tip, right? If it's come off your site, Bloody, you know, find a spot somewhere else, not on not on someone else's, put it on your site. You know, take, like I say, take it to the dip. There's plenty of places wanting free fill. Dump it there. You know, do your homework. Like, don't be a scumbag in that respect. But, um, you know, and I guess one of the dump rubbish, no doubt, it's just one of those most frustrating things. You can certainly talk to the council if you think you know where it's come from and they're saying, no, bugger off, we're not going to help you. Um, they may well... Um, assist but it's certainly not covered by anyone's insurance the builder's insurance isn't covered for dump rubbish so it's just a cost that's bad as part of building so you know it's it's certainly not something that we're fans of at all and we'd like to hope that there's a few better people out there in the world that decide not to do that instead of doing that so you know and again if you're moving stuff off your block just don't think it's appropriate to throw it on your neighbors and now that's you know moved out of the way but maybe Cole what are, what are some of the tips I guess let's roll into those yeah so I think um just thinking of actually another tip uh, we got four four tips for you guys but um thinking of another tip like what what can happen is um it could be a trade that leaves a little bit of debris so my first tip which is Darren, not the order we had here, would actually be to check your block regularly, okay? So that would mean 
you know, every every week or so, just just checking it or getting someone who's local to go and just drive past it because the, the first sight of any rubbish, um, and, and what I'm talking about more so is probably the builder debris, if, if one trade or whoever has dumped a bit of concrete or whatever it may be on there, it's inviting more to do the same. And that's generally what happens. It starts small and then people go, oh, there's already rubbish on that. We'll just keep putting it on top. And that could be anyone. We don't know. But it, it's impossible for you to prove that. And then you could argue it's the builder next door and then they'll say, well, no, it's not. And then what are you going to do? You're left with it regardless. So the first tip for me out of order, Darren, would be check your block regularly. And the second you see something, get it addressed. Okay, so that that's definitely the first tip. Absolutely. Um I guess, uh, you know, tip number two, consider arranging temporary fencing yourself on your block, right? So, you know, maybe ask the builder which company they use and then they and then obviously you can pay for it to period up until they take it over and that's certainly a, a great way to do it. I've seen plenty of people also just go get some star posts and some wire and put it up around. Again, you know, it seems to work, right? Um if you've got a bit of fall on your block and there's an entranceway onto your block, I've seen some people just put a bloody big rock there so you can't get up onto the block. So, you know, some of those things can help. Um, obviously, you're going to have to get rid of that rock at some point to let the builder on the block, but, you know, um, consider those sort of things. Um, obviously, if you put fences up, um, again, builders prefer you don't have fences because they've got a bit more working space around, but if there are fences and you can obviously stop some of that stuff happening, then um, certainly uh, that'll help. The other bit on that same bit is if you keep your grass cut regularly and it's a really neat and tidy, they're less likely to dump, like you said, Cole. They're, they're more likely to dump on a dump-look site, if that makes sense. So if it's got lots of soil and stuff on there, they are more likely to dump on that rather than um, dump on one that's been kept super clean. And, you know, we're all a bit the same. You, you know, you uh, when, it, when it is clean, you're just less likely to, to you know, want to make it look uh, unsightly. So yep. next one for you, Cole. Yeah, so the temp fence, if you do that, then make sure you get yourself a couple of bike locks uh, and put those on there as well. That's yeah, um, for sure. It's the, one of the best preventative measures you can take. I mean, we've had clients who've got temp fence who still had dump stuff on there. You, you can't help it, but it's definitely going to deter people because they're going to go to a block that doesn't have a fence because that's just easier most yep. of the time, you think. Um, I would say when it comes to the site clean itself, don't pick the cheapest site clean option. It's not necessarily going to end well for you. Very likely the builder may reject it because you've just gone and got John from Airtasker or something and he's just he's taken his rubbish, he's taken the, the, the couch, he's taken the concrete off, but hasn't scraped the site, hasn't cleared it properly, hasn't got you know rid of the weeds, etc. You're going to have to send John back again. Okay, so it's a bit like an end of lease clean, you know. If it's not acceptable and the agent says to you, sorry, you've got to come back and do that again, you're going to have to pay the cleaner to come back again. So I would say um, one of the tips we can give you is ask the builder which company they prefer to use would be a good one. And if you're engaging one yourself, get their history. Like, you know, can can they provide you with, okay, here are the sites we've, we've cleared for other builders and we've never had an issue with a rejection? Or if you're really willing to go a little bit further, challenge them and ask them to say, look, in the event the builder rejects the site after you've cleared it, will you come back and clear it a little bit further to, to meet their expectation? Now, most probably won't agree to that, but the ones who are really good will say absolutely no problem. But you may be paying a little bit more upfront for that service 
with the peace of mind, though, that you don't have to have them come back a second and a third time, okay? So that would be tip number three. Don't pick – same with builders, Darren. As we say yeah. always, don't just pick the cheapest option. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Absolutely. And I think, Cole, in the end, it is your responsibility to have that site clear for the builder. So, you know, you know, the sooner you can get on site after the land titles, obviously, is also one of those real key items that'll be less likely that it's going to end up. If you're on site six or eight weeks after the land titles, you're probably not going to have a problem in most cases because the land will have been cleared when you go out there. It's nice and you know, it looks bloody great, you know, so, you know, you're more likely not to have those headaches if you're and, on And you won't have other trades rolling around next door because you, if you're the first one to build or Correct. in the same proximity uh, and time frame, then obviously that, that's going to be a benefit as well. So don't hold back your construction. You push forward with it, yeah. Last one, Daz? Yeah, I mean, I think you've sort of touched on it, but obviously talk to the builder about who they prefer as that company to actually come and do it. And, and they'll often know someone and say, go use this guy. He does a great job. Um, you know, they getting that address, they'll also be able to address it to the level that the builder wants if they're recommending them. So they'll say, you need to do this, this, and this, and they'll go off and do that for you. So that's, I guess, the best chance of ensuring the job's done properly. So. Pretty sure I just covered off your your tip there, didn't I? I just right, took over. Go around and around. It's a bit, a bit of that. So that happens at times. We'll call it tip three and 3.5. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I just uh, went off uh, on a ramble. It's all right, mate. It's part of, part of the fun of the podcast, right? There you go. <laughs> so, no, that's good. I think very valuable episode for people. It's it's something that hopefully after listening to this, you really do understand who's responsible for what and how to prevent it and how to deal with it and to what level it needs to be dealt with in order to, you know, make sure the builder's happy to take that site on and that you're going to get the best foundation put on a block that is clear and clean, ready to go. Understand also the builder's equally as frustrated as you are when there's crap dumped all over your block. Like it just, it's just, it is one of the really disappointing parts of the industry that that happens at times. And, and, you know, we'd certainly shout out to anyone who thinks it's a great idea just to dump rubbish on the block next door, grow up, take some responsibility for your actions and, you know, take it to the bloody tip like you're expecting the poor bloke who owns the, the block of land to do at their expense, you know, do the right thing. So we certainly encourage the right thing being done all the time. Yeah, I think people underestimate how much builders have to pay just to clear rubbish during construction. Like it is astronomical. It can't be claimed on insurance. Coming up to Christmas too, Cole, one of the big issues for builders is um, – people dumping rubbish in their bin. Like they're yeah. just, oh, it's a bin there. We'll use that. But they pay a lot of money to get that emptied, right? Uh, you know, please go to your council waste disposal and get rid of it there, not to the builder's bins. And, you know, I guarantee if you drive around the estate over Christmas, there will be couches hanging out of bins and they're not coming out of that house that just got built. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of stuff. Don't be the person doing that. Go to the tip, you know yourself it's not that expensive right do the right thing and and don't put that cost on to other people so yeah awesome well guys thanks for uh, listening thanks for watching and uh, as darren said if you could leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're on that'd be very helpful we'd appreciate that if you've got any questions feedback then by all means send us uh, a message so it's homebuildinghub.com.au hey cole uh, yes i i have a um I have a few Frank Green water bottles that um, 
we'd like to give away. So if you've got a great question you want to fire it our way, we really appreciate you listening right through to the end of the episode. Um, it's a great opportunity for you. We'll post it out to you if you've got a great question. There's five of those up for grabs. Um, yeah, so we'd love some really good questions via the website. Please shoot them over our way. And 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 if we deem it to be a great question, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll just randomly pick those out based on the the, the stuff that comes through, and we'll, we'll ask for your address and shoot over a, a beautiful Frank Green water bottle to you. So yeah. I think that'll be something nice. that hopefully a few people, you know, see some value in and, and we'd love the questions. That, and it, what it does is it helps inspire our next episode. So if you've got a question, uh, we've got a couple of episodes coming up that, that we will record in the new year that are around some of those questions that people have asked and we really appreciate those questions. So yep. there we go. Nicely played. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for listening, watching again. We'll uh, see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. And just our disclaimer, whilst we're all about providing value to you, this podcast should not be considered as legal or financial advice. It contains general information only, and you should seek out independent professional advice on your personal situation before making any legal or financial decisions. One, two, three.